all right, or should I say ho ho ho? How are you get how are you getting on? Huh? Ha ha ha! Hey, do you know what? Because I'm so uh, hey, if I was Santa, because I'm so funny, um, do you know I probably wouldn't end up saying um or no, hang on, let me refresh. If I, if I was hanging out with Santa, he probably wouldn't be saying ho, 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 no? He'd probably be saying ha, 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 because he'd be laughing all the time because I'm so funny. And another thing, um, on the same kind of thing, <laughs> how you doing? Tony Cantwell uh, here, um, and my guest for this podcast is my wife. But before we get on to that, I'm going to tell you a few jokes. Um, you know, um, they talk about this guy, old St. Nick, right? He goes, ho, ho, ho. I often wonder what a owl St. Nick would say. He'd probably say something like, hoo, 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 you know, because he's an owl man, you know. Um, what did the, what did the, um, what did, what did Michael Jackson say when he was Santa? Hee, hee, hee. All right, hang on, I'm going to say, I'm going to write some Christmas, I was meant to do a corporate gig where they'd asked me to write some Christmas cracker jokes and, um, I didn't get to, I mean, I didn't write them. I didn't write them because it, they, they, they decided not to go with this. Um, but let's pick a random generated Christmas word and uh, I'll tell you a little Christmas cracker joke. I'll make, uh, um, um, Noel, okay. Um, why did the, um, why did the, how come one of Santa's elves didn't show up for work? Because he was Noel. He was Noel. Oh, no. He, um, okay, what, uh, next one. Um, Rudolph. Okay. Um uh, who's fucking who's fucking Santa's um who's Santa's favorite actor? Um Rudolph Lundgren. Um is his favorite actor. And who's his second favorite actor? Um Michael Candy Kane. So there's a few more just a few more here, um and I'll be out of here. Uh please do not boo. Mistletoe. Um. Uh. Why here? Here. Did you hear this? I don't know if you know this. Um. But in the sixties, um. Um. Fidel uh, Castro and John F. Kennedy started scoring a hole off each other one year. Did you hear about that? Yeah, it was during the 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 Cuban mistletoe crisis. <laughs> I don't think I can top that one, right? Um. So come here to me. Um. Uh. This is a very special episode of the um of Tony Cantwell's shit show. Uh, where I have a guest, and this was got this was a guest I originally saved for episode one hundred, and then episode one hundred ended up falling on the same day as the Late Late Toy Show, and then episode one hundred and one was uh, I was contractually obliged, and very willing to, and very grateful to uh, post uh, last week's Home Alone episode of a live commentary. Um, so this has ended up being episode one hundred and two, but it also comes with some brand new artwork from my very good friend Shane Kenna, with some fo- fantastic photos from the best photographer in in, in Dublin, Kevin Goss Ross, uh, who has uh, made me look very fun and cool with a horse, Noah. Uh, but again, thank you, Shane, for the design. And this is a new era of this pod where I take a bit more pride in it and put a bit more effort in. And to kick it off is uh, a guest, a phenomenal guest that everyone, uh, that a lot of people have been have been looking to hear from. You know, she is the, um, she's the, the, She's the first thing that comes up when you actually <laughs> when you Google my name, Tony Cantwell. Says so Tony Cantwell, uh, wife, and Tony Cantwell Terry. So um, here she is to give her side of um, the story, and it was a really fun chat because guess what? I like chatting to my wife. Okay, all right, I'm gay. I like my wife. Okay, spam. <laughs> and um, it was a very fun chat, and um, and she. I should also plug. She is uh, the proprietor and owner of Inye Jewelry. Inye Jewelry is a uh, specialises in uh, pre-loved gold. 
uh, and she gives a very thoughtful answer about uh, pre of jewellery and people kind of building their heirlooms and what they can pass down from sort of collections. It's quite small, though, to be fair. So if you just came here mainly to hear me, she does talk about me quite a lot. So you're in, you're in, you're in luck there. Um, but at Inye Jewellery over on Instagram, if you do want to check that out. Uh, and I highly recommend you do. Um, and as well as that, come on, I would like to thank the sponsors of this week's podcast, the Dubliner Irish Whiskey. For, hey, hey. I don't know what happened there. <laughs> the Dubliner Irish Whiskey for the very kind continued support of this pod. And if you would like to get yourself some whiskey, there's still some time to get some for an aperitif or digestif. I don't remember which happens in what order of a meal, but I highly recommend they have this honeycomb liqueur and it is like sucking down a crunchy bar. And I tell you, you will be the talk of, of time. <laughs> What's wrong with me? Uh, if you have this at your Christmas gathering. And guess what? They also have other stuff. They've got a bourbon cask whiskey that has, it's like Irish whiskey with a hint of a wow, wow west, man. And they also got themselves an old-fashioned. It honestly tastes like you're drinking the cocktail old-fashioned, but not a watered-down version. It's absolutely divine. Over there on the DLD.com. And if you in the cart type in the code fucking raw, mate. Not mate, fucking raw. Uh, all one word. Uh, you can get 10% off your order. Um, so go over and do that if you want to. But I'm just going to nudge you in that direction. But anyway, listen, how can we ever delay? Um, this is my wife. This is my wife we're talking about uh, on today's podcast. So uh, here she is. And at the very end, just to let you know I am going on tour, but I'm not going to give you all the tour dates now. I'm going to give it to you at the end. If you want to stick around, then uh, I can tell you where I'm going to be on the Pony Tour 2022. But for now, my darling wife, Terry. Yeah, I've told the microphone, yeah. It's your first faux pas. Um, hi, Terry. Tony. As I said, I am not editing <laughs> this podcast. This is going to be the cushiest fucking podcast session I've ever had. My wife sitting across from me. Do you know what I love about you? It's your ability to set one of these um, to make them feel comfortable. I have a phenomenal podcast bedside <laughs> manner. And look, you're not a professional like I am. You know, you're quite like organized and you're quite like, you know, quite talented at like, you know, getting people to do stuff and stuff, bring that microphone right up to your mouth. Okay, there. sorry, yeah. sorry, sorry. No, what fine. about when I'm drinking? People aren't going to want to listen to me drink. Of course they will. Okay, I'm sorry. What's your tipple there, dear? I knew you were going to bring this up. In fact, <laughs> you told me you are going to bring it up an hour ago. You yeah, did, yeah. <laughs> Um, we live on top of an off li- off license, yeah. and this is the only thing I like. Giving away license. too much, and I cannot edit this. <laughs> no, I love loads of things in the off license, but yeah, this is the thing. No, I, I mean our location, but go on. Sorry, yeah, sorry. You. <laughs> um, but it's just it's a it's a sparkling wine. Sure. Um, it is twenty euro a bottle. Yeah, look, that's fine. <laughs> it's expensive. I think at the rate that we drink, the rate the you rate drink I anyway, drink. <laughs> <laughs> that's acceptable. Post baby, um, but it is a very fancy. It's such a fancy looking bottle that the man in the off license said, "Why are you celebrating tonight? <laughs> <laughs> like, must be a party. <laughs> must be a party." Just um, what was it? You know, we, well, we do have a tendency to celebrate the. We, we, we celebrate the finer things. We celebrate everything. everything. Every single yeah. thing. Every single thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm okay with that. We celebrate, you know, chin up. He didn't pass the driving test. <laughs> <laughs> celebrate your, your resilience of getting back in that car and driving home because you had to. We better celebrate the fact that there's a lockdown. We better celebrate the fact that lockdown, mm-hmm. lockdown is lifted. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, vaccines. We, we've celebrated everything. We have milestones. 
picking milestones out of our arse so <laughs> so, so for our son. <laughs> Strung a sentence together. <laughs> it's true. Um, I'm so happy to be speaking with you here. I'm terrified. I'm terrified. <laughs> I'm terrified that I'm that you're you know gonna you know because you're a very powerful woman and <laughs> I think I might reveal myself as the cook beta that I am at home. And this people, is such horseshit. <laughs> people won't respect me. This is I such horseshit. I have status to, with these people. Well, like, but this is bollocks. This is like the first time I met you. You told me you're not argumentative, and then I'm your whole family said you're a lying. No, I'm not argumentative. <laughs> argumentative person they know, and I have been since you were six. So we had a fight, didn't we? We had a, our first fight was um was what a day after we met. It was, no, it was when it was after you'd moved to London, but like our first like big big fight yeah, was yeah, in person fight was after I think we watched Captain America: The Winter Soldier. Or oh, yeah. was was it Star Trek? The point was it we was were, Star Trek. It was Star Trek. Maybe it was Star Trek Into Darkness with with Khan and we had a fight about who the better Chris was Chris Evans and or Chris Pine well there was loads of other things going on but that's what like ended up getting loaded onto it but like I would say I still to this day cannot believe you like Chris Evans so much I, I cannot no actually do you know what after end, end game I take like I take that back right so I, I know he plays a certain role there's a Chris purpose to everything Pine he does wipes the fucking floor so much so I'd say there's another Chris as in Guardians of the Galaxy uh, Parks and Rex Chris Bra- I that shits podcast. all over I had a podcast Evans. about the, the I don't yeah, well, obviously you're going to stack the deck like we but it's ridiculous that you think Evans is so high in the board the, the point I was, I was going to make is the fact that you quite quite deftly won the argument <laughs> and I was not willing to to concede and so I attacked at you <laughs> the fact that you always argue and I think we ended up both crying I was crying I, I was crying I in the corner hands, like, what are you gonna fucking do what are we gonna do <laughs> now we had had four bottles of wine yeah we all crossed um, the course of the day and it did take us until last year to realise that alcohol makes us fight <laughs> we were doing so well so we both um, had COVID over the last couple of weeks, and because we lost our sense of taste, Tony got a first. I got a first, yeah. I caught it um, maybe at the Stellars, um, but uh, <laughs> no, we don't know. It could have been anywhere because no one else really had it there. So, like, it was. It could also be on holidays. You're, you're trying to you're trying to put out a PR fire here, but I'm pretty <laughs> sure it was the Stellar Awards. Which uh, we had a question about that. Did you know the oh. I'm Grand Mam lads were were complimenting you on their Patreon podcast? Really? Yeah, they were talking very highly of you. You were chatting the ear off them, and they were very impressed. I would love to hear that they were saying that sort of shit about me, <laughs> but um, but I can't confirm it. So someone had asked for any gossip on the stutters. But anyway, the point I was making is that we both lost our sense of taste, which meant uh. that the kind of the reward function of the habit uh, was kind of gone. The original kind of like first trigger the of the hiss. habit, the hit, the hit. So we we were kind of sober for a week, and I tell you, I've uh, I've never laughed more. I've we've never communicated more. No, that's not true. <laughs> Hold on a second. Like like it's important that COVID happened because it made me realize that it. I do not live for my life or my baby or my husband but I live for taste and when that was gone all joy was gone <laughs> that's true <laughs> like it's in it was horrible like I was sad and I couldn't eat I was sick and I couldn't eat like if I'm happy and you can't eat like it was just it was terrible like we got was... that Chinese and I faked my enjoyment through the whole thing yeah I know well I'm so glad we had pickle like the day before I lost my taste yeah because I think if I hadn't had that I would have gone into a hole because I was like yeah well street 
Street. Street. Sorry. Is, uh, yeah, yeah. You should apologize. I'm hoping there's the sponsor of this sometime. <laughs> well, we're a huge fan. We're a huge fan. That crispy uh, kale. Oh my god. It's a delicious dish. Um but yeah, we did um we did actually realise that we did actually realise that uh, alcohol. Um and I think No, we realised a lost year ago. Souls, Terry, are out there who don't realise <laughs> who aren't on the kind of the the, the can I call it a pedestal of understanding that we're on? I actually <laughs> of think... Of how to have a sustainable relationship? I think you've completely, like, misread what I was trying to say. Like, mm. we've been going out for, what, like, eight, nine, nine years? Nine M9 years. Nine, Shyamalan. <laughs> nine years. And is it ten? No, nine years. No, nine you years. keep wishing it's ten. <laughs> nine years. The milestone, Solid I think... Solid seven years. <laughs> I think it's... I met you in 2012, and we started going out in 2013. I remember that because I remember texting... No, I remember you because I was living in the ha- in the house with the three rats, and they were not my <laughs> flatmates, the actual rats uh, that we had to murder. And I remember we were, I took, I, me and Jordan got dressed up in drag, waiting for Obama's inauguration. Yeah. <laughs> so, so that's when I remember, because I brought you over to the rat gaff. You did, you did. And you bought two new um, shower curtains, Which, and you bought uh, yeah. six tea lights um, that's, that were smelled like pine. Yes. Um, and it is an absolute testament to how much I wanted to rock my bones. Yeah. <laughs> Loved your penis. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. That I actually didn't. I was penis blind. I didn't see the things that were around me. You were. I can only see within kind of uh, two feet. I had the same thing about your, um, <laughs> your lovely job and your um, personality. <laughs> But hold on, because you're not t- like a you're not like a uh, you're not a rocker who wants to kind of put me under a boot and treat me like shit, which is normally not the, not necessarily the type I would go for, but the type I would have certainly seen myself with. Uh, yeah, we all like to pretend. <laughs> We've all watched a film. So but, <laughs> no, but when we, what I was I'm trying Scott to say, Pilgrim, okay? <laughs> and Ramona Flowers is exactly the girl for me. She's the one. Yeah. Um, do you remember her little clips? I don't know why they annoyed me so much. She's um, great. No, what I was trying to say about the drinking thing is that we've been going out for nine years and we married, we've had a baby and it was only really a year ago that we properly figured out that all the scraps we have are when we're absolutely locked. It's true. And like, I mean, all, all the ones that escalate. Yeah. Um. So I'm I'm not saying that like it's a pedestal. I actually think that's fucking, that's batting pretty poorly. No. It, <laughs> that is nine years. It that is. is like, no, it is. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm twisting your words to make it. 12% of the time we've realized yeah. like that's pretty poor, you know? Yeah, no, we definitely, I mean, I definitely realized that, you know, uh, a couple of pints might lead me to essentially adopt this kind of, uh, you know, because you're a very, um, you know, we're both liberal people. Um, but I would, I somehow just to wind you up would kind of adopt sort of the mantle of a Fox News anchor with, um, with some, I would just kind of probe you for kind of, uh, your, 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 your liberal beliefs. Well, you just, you, you play, like you try and play the point of conflict, like, which makes, you know, which is fine. Um, and when we aren't pissed, I'm able to see it for what it is and you're able to like pull back. But like inevitably we just end up, I just end up screaming at you about rapists. (laughs) I'm like, that's not where we want to be. Well, yeah. Well, I don't know. Sometimes there's conversations that we have and we're having an argument and you're saying. This has taken such a short period of time to get to how we argue. No, but we argue sometimes. We could be arguing. I thought you were meant to be asking me questions. I will be asking questions in a minute. We have some um, some sent-in questions. But we could have, we have, we could be having an argument. Heavily censored. Censored. Some sent-in questions from uh, beloved fans. Um, no, we could be arguing about some, some, anything and you're like, no, I won't even go. <laughs> 
I'll edit this out. Yeah. No, because sometimes you say stuff <laughs> don't like... Don't keep going. Just go, keep going. Don't... You can't, you can't okay, edit Okay, I'm not editing. Sometimes we have... I, I could be having an argument about... Um, could be, you know, me giving out about Benedict Cumberbatch's American accent. And you could say... It ends up somehow where you start listing off sexual assault statistics in the US. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't know. Or, of course, because you're a big true crime nut... How how likely statistically it is that I'm going to kill you, <laughs> and that seems to get you. Can I bring something up with you, right? Because you know you were given out to me about how I taped up the the, the attic. Okay, yeah, they I'm glad you brought this up. They know all about it. Okay, um, so you, I would presume that you would want to sleep on the side of the bed furthest away from the door because normally apart from the secret side door where there could always also be someone there. So you really do have me. So. <laughs> You are really positioning me for death. Yeah. Like, oh, you know, I would step in front of a train for you. And you are. I don't know if you'd be fast enough, though. This is the thing. It's the reaction time. What? She was just there a second ago. I know if someone's going to get in that room, I'm going to be out that door, out the window. Like, I've already scaled up the window. Like, I've practiced hopping up and getting out. I, you, you literally are voting with your sleep. Yeah, how much 100%. you love me to be clear i'll frequently go into rooms and if i'm anyway uncomfortable i will use you like a sacrificial lamb i'll use you like a human shield you do quite frankly yeah so you're more uh, afraid of the heebie-jeebie man in the in the in the attic i just think if i'm in the central position i am i've got a number of exits mm-hmm. and i think that's more what i'm into i'm into the level of exits i have and the distance i have to cover because i reckon i'm very fast over like 10 yards Anything yep. further, I've slowed right down. But like 10 yards, I'm your fastest, fastest gallon town. I'm going to cover that. I'm going to eat that up. <laughs> I quite wrongly feel I could beat you in a foot race. <laughs> you could, the, the thing is, right, you could probably beat me in a foot race, maybe, but you're never going to beat reactions. So my reactions are much faster than yours to anything at all. They are. We have these balls that we throw around. Um, you know, ball pit balls um, for the so listener at home. And... I say, I'd say for the 200 balls I've thrown at your head, I don't, I think I've hit you once and that was when you weren't looking. No, you've, you've hit me more than that, but like you come from a very different background than I do. So like I would suggest to you that um, I come from a background where I'm better at all games, bar video games than you, because that's just what I did. I played games. And so I'm like a sn- sniper. So I, and like you would expect a grown ass woman not to enjoy repeatedly hitting their husband in the forehead. Cause I'm hitting you in the temple. I start aiming for eyes. I start aiming for noses. Like I'm trying to pick off you're, different points. You're also a highly competitive I am disgracefully competitive and I enjoy it so much and I, I don't want to have a nice soft game like I want to be mean to each other when we do it I remember we were at our, our friend Shane Kenna's wedding um, designer to the stars actually who designed uh, the new artwork of this podcast that you're listening to right now and he designed the brand uh, my jewellery band and he's the most talented man I know he is he's very talented very well we talented. actually know loads of talented men but he's very talented yeah he um, he it was his wedding and I remember we were in the kind of, it was the day before the wedding and we were having pints in the pub in a little snug place out in um, Killarney. And we were, I was walking out the smoking area with you. You got stopped by his dad. And mm-hmm. I was like, Terry, do you want to try play a game of darts? And you were like, ah, I don't really play darts. I don't even think he asked me. I think I, I saw people yeah. playing darts and I just walked away. Sure. Okay. So you <laughs> left me like, to walk out. I was like, oh my God, I didn't know people were actually doing things that are fun. <laughs> and I know you and I know, and I've never seen you play darts yet. 
I it seemed like I went out for one smoke and I came back in and you were on a fucking king's chair <laughs> after winning the tournament or something for and everyone. Me and John had won, but I yeah. think I'd won like pure chance on like a like a like I think it was a triple twenty. Um, I'm not very good at darts. I'm not very good at a lot of things, but I firmly believe I'm going to win all of them. Mm. <laughs> So it's like, it, it's a completely false sense of everything. But it, it, when it comes to pub games like foosball, pool, darts, I have it in me for most things. You only beat me and I'll, because I will cave completely. No, you won't. You want to win so bad. You're no, so no, no, competitive. No, it's not that I don't want to. It's the fact that you know you will eventually win, even if you're having a bad start. And if I'm having a good start... I will taper out and be like, she's watching me now. She's waiting for me. She's picking me off. And I'm fabricating you as some sort of like shadow coyote who's just picking across my, picking my bones. And but I do like to get in your head. You do. I do like to get in your head. And I enjoy that. And like, I, I, I enjoy like the slagging back and forth. And I don't want to like, and the other thing as well is I love like being absolutely obnoxious and then losing because it's really good fun as well. It's fun to, like I hate losing, but you know what I mean? Like at the same time, it's great to go balls out and then someone be like, you're such a fucking dick. (laughs) Like it just makes everything more fun. I feel, I feel there's no reason to play games and not have that level of enjoyment. You do. Sometimes though, like you'd be at a wedding or whatever and you'd be like the second day and I can see you're just... You're like Jones and you're like chewing the jaw off yourself for a bit of competition sometimes from people. Just to keep you going. Yeah, it's true. We have some questions from um, my beloved patrons who have sent these in. I'm very excited. I'm I'm so nervous though. I'm so nervous about the whole thing. Look, I'm going to have to ask you this. Because... Um, <laughs> I no, already know no, it's, no, 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 it's not that question. <laughs> okay. It's not my merch question, which we'll see if we have time for at the end. Um, just the highest rated. It's... Um, well, actually, the second highest. What's it like being named after a chocolate orange? Oh, my God, <laughs> oh says my Daniel, God. Daniel Malarkey. Well, I once got hit on the head with a rolling pin because do you remember that ad with Don French? Yeah. And she used to smash the cherry chocolate orange and be like, smash it and then give everyone a piece. And when I was in skate, someone just walked up behind me and smashed me in the head with a solid. <laughs> solid no context whatsoever. Pin. Um, <laughs> so I don't mind being named after it's delicious like the the thing is it's um, alright you can't eat a whole one no but I love the little fucking I love the little segments I love the way you can mm. like eat them like little like I like I like chocolate that you can eat different ways do you know what I mean like yeah. as in it's a different way to eat it like I, that's a huge novelty I'm here for it like and especially the way they've got the hard bit at the center mm-hmm. and then the soft bit so you melt it and then you eat it I'm into it but I'm actually named after my dad's best friend who is a man and um, he has a son called Terry. And my parents tried to tell me I was named after Mother Teresa, which thank God I don't believe I actually am. Mm-hmm. Um, so it you was just... You need to drop that whole Hitchens thing with your mask. She doesn't want to hear it at all. Yeah, I know, I know. She's not up <laughs> for it at all. <laughs> she like, was a monster. Said, yeah, you call her in the car calling her a monster. And your mom was like, I've never seen her be like, I'm just going to politely say, stop. So you're actually upsetting me now saying that. Just please stop that now. She was though. Yeah. Um. So like, I don't mind. I really like, I when I was younger, I wasn't sure about my name because it was a man's name and mm-hmm. everyone I know was like, and I still like when I was in work and stuff, I used to get Mr. Terry McInerney. I actually mm-hmm. used it to my advantage for like quotes where I was meeting people face to face. I'd like respond as it was Mr. And then when I met them, I'd be like, mm-hmm. what's my quote? Mm-hmm. They'd be like, yeah, you're a man. And I'd always tend to get better prizes. But um, you are very mannish though. 
you're I, very you're very i mean obviously you've, you've, you've thanks <laughs> no, no no you very like you know um slight uh tender doll's hands but like you do go in for like a big terry mcinerney how the devil are you you go big handshake you know you mean you know you, you speak to contractors you could back in a truck you know and where, I, meanwhile i wouldn't well i no, i more feel i feel like you're quite camp and i'm quite butch and I think sure. we level each other out a little bit, a little bit of yin yang. We like, do, yeah. Yeah. But yeah. like, that's just, I wouldn't say, I like, I think unfortunately that's like some things are seen as masculine and feminine ener- energies that are just like, it's a little bit of chauvinism. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So that's your name. Okay. Um, <laughs> did I answer the question? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, you did. Named after Chocolate Orange. Actually, no. Uh, actually, no. Um, um, the, the second uh, highest rated question here what attracted you to my adorable funny attractive clever son this is from a Carla Cantwell my baby it says here <laughs> my perfect beautiful perfect perfect, perfect beautiful baby. boy what attracted me to you um, you were there <laughs> that's true I know that's actually true I know that's true well you were brought to me um, I wasn't like brought out like in a gold bikini oiled, oiled down <laughs> yeah I used you. I took no, advantage. You didn't. I was a ship in the night. I was just popping back. I was from London. That's I know. Farting. You were my like. I you were gonna be like my one night stand. That was like. Feel free to bring for. that microphone right up to your mouth. When you talk <laughs> sorry, about sorry. Stand. So you were my one night stand. You were vouched for. Like as in my our best Shane. We've already mm-hmm. mentioned. We lived at Aki, and there was, I was a while. Vetted. Well, yeah, exactly. It's so hard to like meet people that you're guaranteed safe and good for a one night stand. And I knew who you okay. were, and you were sound. And we went out, and I kind of had made a decision before I went out. I was like, oh, brilliant, great, and. Sure. Um, and then it just escalated and I moved to London. So it didn't quite end up how I wanted. But what attracted me to you at first was you were very funny. I liked your voice. I like hands and I like a deep voice. Great. So you were tick, tick, tick. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and then there's there was loads of other things about your personality and stuff. But I mean, like we're saying first. So we're being like purely like sure. very... I love a deep voice. Mm-hmm. I love good man hands. You also had the heavy brow, like kind of in the end. Sure. Um, yeah. So you had You've all, you had my things. A, 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 I like that. You've called me a caveman multiple times, which I seem to yeah, really enjoy. But you do. You've got that kind of heavy brow, which I'm really sure. into. Um, so like you definitely were my, I, it's funny. I never had a type as though nobody looked the same, but they all had like good hands, deep voice, great shoulders. You've Heavy upset breath. me now. Now you started off. You started <laughs> off saying something quite nice, and now you brought up. Are you making things up? You're fabricating. Because Terry, what's the rule in this relationship? There is no rule. No, I am your first <laughs> kiss. That's not true. And your first lover. That's not true either. And the <laughs> first person up. you've ever found attractive. I mean, that's, that's not even. Rule. Do you mean in like the? That's no. That's just not true, how though. we talk in this house. We don't talk that way though. In this house. <laughs> <laughs> pretending okay well i appreciated the compliment until it was sullied by the mention of i don't why even know is why sullied? like i would hate like why is that such a weird thing like why i would if i was the only person you'd ever gone out with i'd be like that would make me feel weird no, would I'm you not? i love that you've been a prize pig to many uh, many, <laughs> a suitor. many i mean a normal many, amount many 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 <laughs> a suitor. normal amount yeah within reason and i won essentially in a competition for sex <laughs> i was the greatest warrior yeah like again this is such weird like first you have to be a virgin or you have to be fighting somebody you don't have to be that i'm not saying you have to be that i'm just saying that in the competition of the heart yes i was 
the most fierce well i hope there's more questions <laughs> about like further on because okay. i'm just i'm just speaking about the top superficial sure. you know it's different i need to stop clicking i'm sure that's very annoying no that's ears. great i would also say that um the number one thing for you is obviously your availability you were there mm-hmm. um you seem to make it very clear that if I were to kiss you, it might go somewhere else. I did. Um, I, I said to you on the night. You sure you want to put this out? Yeah, why not? Sure. I said on the night, because I kind of like, I, I wasn't somebody who did it a lot. So I was like, I, I kind of, it's typical me. Because I was working at the time, I was managing a shop. So I had to think about like sales. And like, it was Christmas time. Mm-hmm. It was Christmas Eve Eve. So I remember saying to you, I was like, if you go for a date on that day, I'll take the next day off work. <laughs> and you were like, what? Mm-hmm. But like, I was, I was, I was straightly like, I'd made my decision. So yeah. you were getting on board. Yeah. You know, like, I knew like it wasn't an mm-hmm. issue. So I just need to make sure the logistics were sorted. And I'm back from London four days back, probably, you know, split household being like, <laughs> I guess I can't see you for one of the days, you know, like just like one of those four days that I'm back for Christmas. I'm like, I got to go. Do, I have to do something. Sorry, Nana. I'm not going to be around. Actually. I'm actually, um, she get me whole like she's bad. Well, also, I think it's important to point out how cool you played it because, like, I made it a little, bit, like, a little bit clear. But I was also like, there was a level of subtlety to mine. Mm-hmm. And then I think you walked like twenty steps away from me and you added me on every single social media. I kept, I keep it very cool. Yeah. Um, and immediately started sending me messages, and they didn't stop. <laughs> yeah, you were kind of like, I'm asleep. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that was a bit mad. Yeah, no, I did. Um, and that's what led me to the, my greatest revelation about us. What? That we'd actually met before. Oh, no. So when I added you on every social media to keep tabs on you, because oh. I'm the sort of I'm the sort of sensual kiss that also <laughs> wants to be your best friend after, no matter where it goes. That's yeah, so on all true. the social media. It's <laughs> <laughs> right. you're guaranteed. No, I like to I just I love women, so I like to befriend women, whether it ends up in a kiss or best friend on Facebook, I'll add everyone. So I added you on all the social media, um, started going back to all your photos. Um very, but like what I kind of like about this was we're both very brazen about it because I thought like you're going and I'm going and we're not, this is never going to go more than a week. Mm-hmm. So we were kind of like brazen. So I yeah, was like. Yeah. We weren't hiding anything. We were yeah. like, we were. I was yeah. actually being cocky. I was almost like, you know, I dare you to run away from this pursuit, <laughs> you know. But I added you and then I f- saw a photo of us tagged together like a year previous. We were at a Forbidden Fruit Festival and I recognized you. I don't know. And I recognized you as the person who um, I don't have to do because I want to explain. Okay. I recognized you as a person I had met through friends, the same friends that had apparently offered me up as an oiled platter. Um, so we were at Forbidden Fruit Festival. This was, I've talked about this in the pod before because this was also the festival that I went in and hollowed out a, a loaf of Bren's bread <laughs> with, a, with a liter of vodka in. We went and it worked well on the first day. And then the second day, they just gave it a squeeze. And they were like, oh, bread. Because it's bread. And then the second day we went in. And they were like, aha. And they took the bread out and they cracked it in half and saw the vodka. The old Brennan's trick, they said. Which I think was my fault because I left all the holiday bread in one of the portaloos. I'd never do it now. It's literally like that. But um, anyway, then I met you. And you were um, sucking elderflower Let wine out of a platypus i haven't even said what you did you just say what i did and then you were sucking out of a little platypus oh. thing and you were like here try this and i was trying to suck on this platypus thing and like no you have to and you're fairly locked and like no you have to bite it and then i bit it and it still wasn't and then you just punched me in the head this small woman 
who I'd never met before because I couldn't get the suck and I was like what the and this is when I turned like what the actual fuck like I never hit a girl I never hit a girl but like what the actual fuck and I'm like Shane what the fuck she already hit me and then he was like nah and he had to be like you were one of the mates he had to be like nah she's cool man she's cool <laughs> how many mates have you been like I don't give a shit nah she's cool man she's cool and I saw and this is the thing because in the photo that we're both tagged in you have one eye open <laughs> Trying to stand up both and, and both fists. your fists clenched. You look like Popeye. You look like a, a Notre Dame <laughs> leprechaun ready to scrap. And I'm like, those are the fists that knocked the fucking glasses off the side of my head. Uh, I think that's a fairly fair way of me saying, of explaining the story. explain the story from my side of things? If you remember <laughs> a fucking bit of it, sure. My curse is that I've never blacked out ever. Mm-hmm. my whole life I've never not remembered something that's happened and that is a blessing and a huge curse mm-hmm. a huge curse um, I'm sorry if the sound's all over the place it's that's really okay. hard to remember to hold, hold the microphone back, hold it back a little bit there there, there. okay yeah, yeah. yeah this is not something that's natural to me sure so like my issue was you say like okay so I, I brought a platypus in and I put <laughs> when I look at it now I put in half a liter of vodka mm-hmm. uh, no a liter of vodka a full liter of wine and a liter of elderflower and my idea was that i was going to get sparkling water and i was going to share it around so i was just like supping on it just like taking a little bit mm-hmm. taking a little bit taking a little bit i hadn't drank out of a platypus for years i didn't realize what would happen and i drank the whole thing so i yes. was like the drunkest i've ever been in my whole life and may i just say i have never ever ever punched anyone else in my whole life and it is insane that the only person i have ever punched is the person i end up like marrying and having a child with <laughs> like that is fucking outrageous like that is insane that's when and you gave me just a hint of your rocker girl energy and i'm like we're giving you more of that but like it was Take a fucking it was a fucking but it was a wild night like everyone was really drunk loads of shit happened yes. and like i just as soon as i went in there i had a level of like i what i've never been that drunk where i've been that drunk and still standing or not getting sick like i i don't understand i don't know what weird balance i feel like there's it should be studied that something entered into my bloodstream and i was able to keep going at you that never. level like straight away i was stealing shit i was like and like grabbing people's hair i was just being an absolute dick and it's terrible people's hair. i was just being an asshole like i was like stealing hats stealing everything like thinking i was really being funny like that type of person at a festival you're just like oh fuck off mm. like I was, it was terrible and then obviously i was trying to give you some of my drink i didn't realize i drank all my drink <laughs> you couldn't drink it and now i will say this about you and i've have said this since you have a very smackable face oh just stop so i think you need to think about what your own head looks like the fact that somebody who has never hit anyone ever before looks at you and goes, do you know what? There's only one option here. Because you do have the type of head, like it's, a, it's like in you wrestling, like you want to take a chair massive. to us. <laughs> when I, when looking at you sometimes, I feel like I'm watching the first ever film and there's a rocket going to land in your eye. You fucking size your head, moon head. Sorry, you say this. I put on your hat. It goes below my chin. You put on my hat. It's a like yeah, tiny little Yeah, but you're like 5'4". I'm like 6'5". <laughs> <laughs> but anyway also just to say about that so that happened it was really fucking embarrassing and i remember the next day talking to like shane kathy aki claire and just being like i am so sorry and then being like don't worry it's fine he lives in london you'll never see him again <laughs> you know <laughs> so like that is ridiculous and also at least we forget that after going through all of that and being like shit and then i met you and then when you texted me and you said it to me i was like oh my god i'm so so sorry i actually don't think i purposely hit you by the way i think i was trying to steal your glasses and that's why i hit you which i oh have told you before god, that's so I, much worse i genuinely i know i know i'm so glad i didn't manage to do it but like that's what i think happened mm-hmm. but um i at least we forget that you turned around 
And the first time I ever met your fucking mother, you said, hey, ma'am. And I was so nervous. And you went, this is the woman who punched me in the face. Yep. That is like, like my mom who's I went so, I went so loud afterwards. I was like, ah, 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 Carla, how are you doing? How the body. devil are you? You're very body. Oh my God. So what my mom who is probably Panic. listening to this, she had a very crude sense of humor. Yeah. <laughs> and that's, I think, maybe what you were. A very um, good sense of humor. She does have a very good sense of humor. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I thought she would, um, she would, she would best appreciate that. Here's one. Uh, how aware are you of the CCF community? And if so, what is your take? Is that the animals, fucking animals? Carson one? cat fuckers community. Um, I get it. I had a lot of very sexy feelings for like <laughs> I. I feel like when I was younger, I didn't have any form of control over things I had sexy feelings for. So I completely understand it. Now at the same time, is it going to be a hard thing to explain to our son? Maybe. I don't think there'll be any evidence of it public on the internet forever when he's 18, for example. Layers of merch. Like, I'd love it's a thing that actually, like, ended up being the strand that you stuck with. <laughs> like, straight, like Alex Jones. Hysterical. <laughs> filled with steroids. Yeah, no, I... I mean, I think you. I mean, I think you actually. You've been very well aware of my um, fixation towards uh, sexy cats. Um, well, so much so, I actually tried to join in. So for one Halloween, I think our first Halloween together, um, yeah. we had a very good Halloween. We did a very expressive Halloween, shall we call it. Yeah. Um, but I dressed up as a sexy cat from Cats. Yeah. And I made like I did. I think I did very good. Like I I did a good costume. You did. I tell you what you did. I had my tits out. Like you I was did. really going for it. I don't normally do sexy Halloween. Like you it's did. not my thing. You did very. You did very accurate, Andrew Lloyd Webber. No, I had, I had like boobs out and stuff like that and I was like fully like I was trying to be a sexy cat and I walked in and I was thinking he's gonna love this and I walked in and you literally you would not look at me for I the froze. first four hours I froze and you you wouldn't even engage with me you wouldn't even talk yeah. to me <laughs> I became a frigid <laughs> I became a kind of a cat frigid and you know, it was only short of like holding your hand, walking to the bus <laughs> and then scoring a hole off you just before you jump on the 29A. Yeah. Well, no, in fairness, it escalated then towards the end of the night. We were in baths and stuff. Uh, well, like, that was just we were pissed and we were they actually allowed us to get into baths. <laughs> we thought um, we were great. Which, which, that was good. Um, but yeah, no, you are aware you have tried to cater for it and um, it, was too much of, it was too much of a good thing. Shut down. Um, okay, what else? What else do we have here? We have... I'm not going to ask about the lick it master thing. Um, I'm going to. He is dying no, to ask about the lick I'm it actually, master. No, hang on, because I'm not. I'm going to go dying. I'm not. Oh, I wouldn't. I'm not going to. I, I couldn't. Can't. I just made a T-shirt about it. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's too close to home. Um, who? Let's see. Well, Shiv Brannigan asks, "What's the best thing and the hardest thing about being a parent, Terry?" Oh my god firstly shiv i feel like i'm speaking to succession um mm -hmm. what's well the... it was an irish name of siobhan before was, I, you know, uh, of course of course of course um what's the best and worst thing best and hardest thing hardest thing the best thing is that it's like living with a comedian <laughs> and i know i do live with a comedian but it's like different it's like even i was talking to you about it yesterday and i was saying how you know that time you had with your friends where there was like six of you sitting around in a room and you've watched Dumb and Dumber 10 times and you're mm -hmm. just like 
throwing balls at each other and laughing. Having a baby is like that. You spend a lot of time in a room and they're really fucking funny. Mm-hmm. And I barely laugh frequently. Um, so like that's the, the best thing the for me. The other day he was sitting here and we started laughing and he thought this was a game. He started like fake laughing. like, <laughs> <laughs> And then, you know, the laugh took its natural kind of end. And he goes, he was still grinning. Again, <laughs> like and they were tiny like, Napoleon. and we genuinely started laughing again because I thought it was really funny. And then he's like, so, ah, threat- ha, 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 ha. <laughs> so threatening. And he just kept laughing again, <laughs> again. But there's so much of that kind of stuff. And like today, when he was like in the back of the car, and he's like, fuck, 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 fuck. That's because I said fuck. <laughs> yeah, but he'll forget about it immediately. But there's so there's so much of that where I was just... saying that his that uh, his his cousin should have told him to. <laughs> I was like, his or cousin, his cousin should have said, "Get your fucking ha- get your fucking foot off my hand." <laughs> and of course, like you forget, just you say that. And then I was saying that to you, and you were like, "Fuck!" He was like, "Fuck, fuck!" <laughs> Sounded like that guy on TikTok. Fuck yeah, baby. Fuck steak, man. Fuck, fuck yeah, baby. Um, yeah, yeah. I swear, quite a lot. I'm the hardest thing. Can I just say one more thing about the of best thing? Can. Because it's something that somebody said. People used to say to me all the time. So like, people would be like, "Oh." you're gonna love them so much and I always saw that as quite a negative thing because I saw it as I have to give up work or I'm not gonna love work as much or I'm gonna like have this I always saw it as this like either or Mm -hmm. it was a binary question whereas it's like having your own MDMA that you can sniff whenever you want like you just smell their head (laughs) and you feel like overwhelming (laughs) happiness um so like that's the thing that I would say is that they make me he makes me really happy and I love him so much Mm -hmm. and it's just like being the way I'm in love with you but it's like somebody I've just met and they're doing all these mad crazy things so it's really you're just holding that microphone at your hand now oh my god I'm sorry no okay no I could hear it but it's just not very close okay sorry um Okay, I'm trying to get... Oh, I really hope the sound's okay. I'm really sorry if it isn't. No, it's um, fine. It'll balance out. It'll be an equaliz- equalizer on it. The hardest thing is... But on that as well, um, yeah. just on how happy it could make you. Um, just love him. Like, you love him. Like, you want to hurt him. Like, your, your mom, his, his granny, got him his little Christmas jumper. <laughs> and oh I God. arrived to pick him up at her, her house. And he looked like the cutest little thing. And I was beaming i was beaming my heart was beating out my chest and i thought to myself i cannot wait wait to show his mother this jumper she is gonna she is gonna scream there will be a high-pitched squeal when she sees him in this jumper and i brought him up and i kind of let him loose me like "Uh uh-huh like presented him like what do you think and And you were like oh my god it's gorgeous wholesome stuff anyway the hardest thing um, I think it's the relentlessness of us. So like, like, let's be honest here. We both work full time. I really, uh, well, I've got two jobs currently. I love my job. Um, and I think the hardest thing is the, the guilt and the figuring it out. Like the reality is, is like modern day life is not that cohesive to being a parent. No. Um, it's really hard to manage sometimes and childcare issues and COVID and all that kind of stuff. Now saying that, I say that with a huge like caveat of we have it really lucky. You know, your job is quite flexible. My job is relatively flexible. Um, I'm very aware we're very lucky, but it still is hard. That for me is the hardest thing. Yeah. It's the, it's the managing it, you know? Um, and then also just like, if you're, I don't care who you are and maybe there are some incredible people out there who can spend like eight hours with a baby and be like, I just love them so much. But like, if I spend over a certain amount of time, mm. I'm like, take this child off me. Of course, I, yeah. I need, I need the, my energy. I need to be able to give them back. You know, I call, I call them people that fucking liars. <laughs> fucking liars. Some people are like that though. Like even just when we, They're I not. remember like when we ha- first had him and everyone was just like, 
oh my god like isn't it the most amazing bubble and I was kind of like no like I feel like I've been fucking run over by a bus <laughs> like it was like it was amazing and I loved it but also I was fucking terrified mm-hmm. um, but it's so different for everybody this is the whole thing mm-hmm. it's such a different experience and everybody can tell you it's one thing and it's different for everyone 100% alright I have some quick fire questions hit me um, okay here we go um, what was Tony's most romantic gesture ooh You've actually had quite a lot. You're quite a romantic person. I am. And when I was moving over to London, he made me a calendar, a naked calendar. That's true. That was quite romantic. Um, Counting down the days. So, Killian and Shane, you are not the first. No, Um, no. um, (laughs) You have... I think a lot of, like, the things that you've written to me have Mm -hmm. been quite nice. Um... What's your most romantic? I'll take the calendar. I think, but I don't think that is because the thing is, for me, romance is like the day to day. Like I'm acts of service, so like that's sorry, that's my love. Like like things like they're they're the things that I find really like engaging and uh, romantic. And you're very romantic day to day. So like, you'll get me a bottle of wine, or you'll make sure the place looks really well, or you'll just do small things, and that for me is really romantic. Don't forget the Aldi flowers I got you for two euro. Still look great. They do. I have to be honest, when it came in, I thought they looked shite, but they look great now. I'm yeah, joking. you didn't. No, you didn't beam <laughs> in the same way you normally beam. I just don't. I don't like like for me they're really artificial looking flowers, like big yellow. Do you know what I mean? I thought I hit the nail on the head there with that. Sorry, I, I'm, I, you've given me multiple compliments there, and I'm fixating <laughs> on what the fuck the flowers were. That's you. Um, all right. What about? Um, well, a couple of people have been asking me, um, you know, uh, how, uh, what, what is the most comparable situation you found me involving my secret eating or evidence of? Um, so it's definitely like, so my, my biggest one that I found you in was, or I knew was the day after you ate a mega box, you didn't tell me about, and you told me that you're giving up comedy because for somebody who is unshakable in their journey and their truth, the one thing that will make them want to give up everything is eating too much Chinese. It's MSG. It's MSG. No, that's a, MSG is not the thing that does no, it. It's, it's the fact that, that you ate a fucking pizza box rammed with different types of carb mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. deep fried mm-hmm. food. MSG is fine. There's nothing wrong with MSG. Mm-hmm. So like you... So the whole thing with him is he will eat too much Chinese and that's fine. But I'll always know the next day when he turns around, he's like, do you know what? I'm not doing it. I'm giving it up. This is it. This is me. And I'm like, all right. So when did you eat the, wag- <laughs> when did you eat the mega box? Stuffed under the couch. It's propping up half the couch. <laughs> You're so shit at hiding it as well. Fucking curry sauce like dripping towards the bin. Maybe I wanted to be caught. Uh- <laughs> Maybe I want to give it up. But also, like, I'm the youngest kid. Like, I'm always going to sniff out food. Like, every so often, like, he'll have, like, a packet of crisps in the corner of the door. And, like, I'm such a fucking youngest child. I'm like, what? why didn't I get those crisps? Give me those I know, fucking I crisps. Know. I know. If, uh, I, if I walked in with half the food that I, you know, well, not so much recently, but I haven't been going out doing comedy at night anymore. <laughs> but um, I know half the time if I came in, you'd, you know. Well, actually, that's the reason I eat it outside. It's not so much the secret eating. It's because I know that if I'm having no, 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 don't try blame cheese bites outside, <laughs> you're going to want four but the thing is you just buy me four chili cheese bites like this is the thing this is never going to change for the rest of your life I fucking tax in food in this house <laughs> that I should be able to eat whatever I want out there I open a pack I said do you want a pack of crisps no do you want you sure you don't want, you don't want I'm popcorn I'm sorry are you tired for having every meal and lunch cooked for you okay. is it just your, your weak wrists that I'm are finding it tough I'm just saying that I, ha- I seem to have to pay a toll you do my snacks. and that will never change if you eat anything near me I'm going to expect half of it 
I will never change. So eat twice as much and then give me half. Um, <laughs> Lou Brew asks, um, how does she look so hot all the time? <laughs> Coming from her, mm-hmm. a big ride. Uh, a quick question from, from a lady here. Can I have him? <laughs> Wishing it up. Um, I get it. I'm a huge fan. I think you're right. So stop it. <laughs> it's true. Stop it. You're meant to feel jealous. I'm trying to make you feel jealous. Well, I, it's not that I'm not jealous. I just think I can imagine why people would want to bone you. <laughs> stop. <laughs> I'm getting shy. <laughs> I've I'm had two to, glasses. You have had two glasses. <laughs> so, of, bug up. Yeah. <laughs> um, what member of the Crispy Kid gang would you be a part of, Terry? That's the flavor of crisp best suited to your personality. <sighs> I personally think that you are, even though this might not be your favorite flavor of crisp, you'd be a salt and vinegar kid. I want to be a cheese and onion, but I'd say I'd be a salt and vinegar. But if I was Harry Potter, I'd be Gryffindor. Gryffindor. You don't even know fucking name your own house. Gryffindor. Clown. Gryffindor. 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 Sup. <laughs> I would be Slytherin a hundred percent. Yeah, absolutely. A hundred percent you would I'm be. I'm so self-serving at Sunday. I'm I'm more self-serving than I am clumsy, which is a lot. <laughs> <laughs> you could be power I I'm in, I'm in, I'm in, yeah. I'm in, I'm in. <laughs> and Ravenclaw being uh, does come an audiobook. <laughs> it's a bit of Harry Potter. <laughs> Nothing wrong with audiobooks. There's not. I still consider it. Um, uh, I still consider it reading. I call it reading a book. It is the thing is well, like what, how you ingest information isn't better or worse. Lots of people are different types of learners. Speaking as somebody who struggles with the old written word, you you do you certainly you do in in writing it. Um, but you are a very prolific reader. Yeah, but I don't like. I used to. I used I mean, to read I'm real constantly books. Constantly getting receipts of Dick Francis books you bought <laughs> on your Kindle. Yeah, I went through. Yeah, I've gone through that again. I, so Dick Francis is like a detective um, author who uh, used to be a champion jockey, and my granddad read like fifty of his books and used to have them in his room. And I started reading them when I was nine, and I just weirdly went back into it around two like a year ago, and I just really enjoyed it. Like you there, must have there's such 50 weird, books. but there's such weird thrillers. But I just really enjoyed it, and like really questionable, but. Loved it. Like one one every three days. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next. Um, um, what was your favorite restaurant in the Celinda Resort and Spa in Fukuoka, Vietnam? <laughs> the Celinda Resort and Spa. An oasis of camp. An oasis of camp. Oasis. Amidst the hustle and bustle. That's what we, we found that out in Marrakesh. We were there. <laughs> yeah. Every single place. Was, it is an oasis, oasis of, of camp camp. amidst the hustle and bustle of, biz, of busy Marrakesh. Um, I don't know. I wasn't I think mad the, on them. We were having a nice prosecco breakfast, though. That was nice on the honeymoon. The, the breakfast. No, in fairness, the, the food was all good. I thought the food was good. Like, don't get me wrong, it was great. Really enjoyed it. It's a fans probably one of the fanciest places we've ever been. Sure. So, like, and we you twisted my arm to go uh, get our paddy license and leave a resort for five days. Or it was four yeah, days on the we, like, That was really good. I'm really glad we did that. Like, we'd spend a lot of a lot of time just eating and drinking. And like, I needed a little bit of a break. So what? I should be grateful that I have, you know, take part in activities because of you. It was incredible. Doing the diving was so good. Like, I can't wait until the next time we're away somewhere absolutely stunning if we can go. Like, I want to go diving in Mauritius and Mm -hmm. Australia and all over. And like having like a kind of a, I I love that we did that. I loved it so much. I know, me too. And the breakfast. The breakfast was fab. Yeah. I think my happiest place in the whole world is having a hotel breakfast, especially if it's a buffet. Yeah. 
and especially when they've got like weird shit so they've got like the normal stuff but then they've got sushi Mm -hmm. and like cold desserts in little glasses yeah and they've got like loads of different types of fruit but fucking wild fruit like any of that shit i'm there for when we were in thailand uh, on our honeymoon my cousin omar's dad amir he um he's in thailand and he uh, said to us he's like you need to come to my because because of the time he knew we liked the ufc we were watching ufc i think it was a robbie lawler fight and he said you need to come to my you need to come to my house for breakfast i will show you the best breakfast you can have in thailand and i'm like right no we'll go we will go amir but we're gonna go because we just the hotel is like a ho-, and he laughed at us like hotel breakfast really <laughs> what he didn't know is they were serving like ramen at the hotel yeah. breakfast they had a little cart for like different types of like buncha and like different types of like specific regional soups it was the most <laughs> sensational restaurant I'd ever seen in my entire life it was like a restaurant. Vegas no Amir buffet. looked after us so well so no, like the whole thing is like he showed us a really nice breakfast yeah and he brought but he brought us out for like a delicious dinner and everything and he was just it was actually really lovely to hang out with him but the great thing about it was Tony being Tony had a six course breakfast and then went to Amir's and he could not not eat what Amir got him for breakfast which Just is like eggs benedict, eggs benedict or something but like watching him sweat like you were sweating out yeah. broth I was like and it was, I and it was making it your eyes water I scuffed it down because I'm a phenomenal two things <laughs> no I you really struggled this spiteful time spiteful eater <laughs> no you struggled you struggled and then because you can't lie because you're fucking George Washington or whatever or Abraham Lincoln whoever it is you were like oh do you know something's actually I had some, I had some where's happening in my body like I think I have to fucking I'm making shit up because you just can't lie you're not able I to I panic I didn't I like I shouldn't we were like, driving around we I were driving around si- I could only sit so much looking at you eating six courses before I add a course <laughs> you did yeah like we were there for four, like what three hours but you just made up mad excuses and <laughs> like know, he's like oh you're fine because you just can't lie we were driving around during COVID when we weren't supposed to be driving around and the guard stopped us <laughs> And there was he was like, "Where are you going?" It's like, "Our mom, we're going our our mom, we're going shopping for our mom." And I'm like, "He was like, what?" And I'm like, "We have to go to the shop for our mom." We're siblings. Yeah, we're siblings. And we drove. You say you fucking saying I'm your brother? Why did you say? On the way home. Sexy brother. I'm such a good liar. I never lie to you, but I'm such a good liar. <laughs> you looked down when you said that. No, I'm a shit liar. I know I'm a shit liar. I'm okay with that. I'm fine. Not awful. Yeah, I'm alright yeah. with that. Listen, I'll tell you the reason. This is too too much information. I get way too elaborate. You but do. Like also, the other thing as well is even when I'm telling people normal things, I get too elaborate. So like if I'm telling people something that happened to me, I get really elaborate in stories. So it mm-hmm. is like very much like like it's if I'm telling you an elaborate story, it's not because I'm lying. That is just who I am. That is true. You yeah. do. Uh, there is also a lot of detail. <laughs> yeah. All right. How? What about this? Um, is Terry? How aware is Terry of um the blue tack wall? I'm not aware of the blue tack wall. In Stratford, my my attempt to fix the a a oh yeah, DIY. where you just you just put in the blue tack and painted it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm very aware of it. I'm but you very aware, aware of you all. You weren't aware until I told you. No, I was aware immediately because I saw the big fucking hole in our wall. Mm. No, you see, this is my thing. Like, there are so many things you can do, and there's so many things you are fantastic mm. at. But in DIY, like the one thing you cannot do in DIY is put a drill into a wall and just feel through it. And you seem to believe, like, you go around doing this. Yeah, any wires <laughs> no in there? I- you've no idea what that means. You have I no do know idea. What that means. Like, all it is is hollow or not hollow. But you go right as though you're like. Over That's here and hold up that very TV behind you, and it, you tell me everything that I know. If it's really hard, you need a masonry drill, and if it's very soft, you can pretty much blow through it. And then you need something to sense if there's electrical wires behind there. Because if you tell them about the drill, 
I have told them. Yeah. Well, that was another thing. People were people were asking, is the light still out in the hall? Yeah, because this is my issue. Like, I don't want to be bad, but Tony has done so much DIY and has been so terrible. And he still believes without looking at like a single YouTube video as to how to do something that you should I do it. absorb those videos. I watch them all the time. No, TikTok does not fucking count. It, it does count. <laughs> it does not and count. And it does. That's like you turning around and saying you I can like cook a Michelin. I do be pouring <laughs> resin in there. Making like, yeah, and like swirling it around with a big stick and yeah. being like, ooh, glitter. Yeah. No, it's not the same. Like, this is my thing. And also, like, I have suffered the consequences of that. So, like, from my perspective, get a professional, look up, do some research, or else don't do it. Get away from my walls. Don't kill yourself. I don't want you to kill yourself. And I genuinely think I that DIY is the riskiest thing you do in your life. Yeah, I'm a, I'm... I am a liability <laughs> to are. this family. <laughs> Just in DIY. Yeah. Is there any other DIY mishaps that I maybe have forgotten to mention uh, on yeah, the podcast? Yeah, well, sorry. Just the fucking, um, even the walls in there. What do you mean? The pictures you tried to put up. And there was massive holes behind all of them. Hmm. Huge holes. Well, can we tell them? So that was me, that was me trying, to, trying to solve a situation <laughs> with a hammer. Can we tell them about the situation I did solve by bashing the shit out of with a hammer? <laughs> okay, so no, but this is the issue, right? So, so in fairness, we got a tree, and Tony Tony's response to everything in a DIY scenario mm-hmm. is smacking it with a hammer. There's a saw. And there's a hammer. The vast, there's a screwdriver. The vast Next. majority of time, that results in something going terribly wrong. Mm-hmm. And for the first time ever, I watched it work, and I was really worried about it because after it worked, I did say to you, I sat you down, and I was like, just so you know. This is the one so situation. Explain. We got a Christmas tree in, <laughs> oh right? God. We got a Christmas tree in and it wouldn't fit in the stand. And I don't have a saw, so I took out a bread knife <laughs> and I was hacking away at it. You were using it like a chisel and I was worried that it was well, going we'll to break. Into, we'll get into yeah, that. Yeah, well, yeah I, was trying to, I was trying to hack it off. But with the watchful eyes of, of, of you know, my son who really just wanted just to grab everything that I was holding, yeah. I was like, I need to speed this up. So I took out a hammer and I was like, I don't know what my plan is here. <laughs> But I'm just going to whack the shit out of the bottom of this tree. It works. And, uh, and, but what I actually thought would happen is I would condense it. Yeah, which I is would condense the tree. What ended up happening is I ended up battering You don't understand out. basic matter. Whatever. I don't know about trees. We'll talk about that as well in a second. Just basic you and your family's somehow encyclopedic knowledge of whatever fucking tree is in Herbert Park. Which is um, so normal. But I bashed the shit out of the base of the tree. Um, the trunk, you might even say. Uh, and uh, the, the actual... The crust the came trunk, off of like the crust. Your, yeah, like the outside. The bark. Yeah, the bark. The bark. So he took off the bark and then he and then took off fell. the other bits. And like weirdly, he was using the other side and it just worked really well and it worked really quickly. Yeah. But like for me, I, re- I was watching this and I felt this overwhelming panic and dread is the only way I can say it. Like a black mist. I have found a DIY technique <laughs> that works for me and it I'm going to not apply work. it to everything and it is it has destroyed everything else so just just don't believe because it worked in this one scenario that yeah. that is the response i just think we need stronger nails i think we need <laughs> nails that don't fucking cower that bend over masonry when you smash them nails. into some uh, cement but masonry nails is not like you want to use a proper masonry drill bit and to do that you need to have a powerful drill like you pressed the fucking trigger whatever it's called the switch what's yeah, it called yeah. <laughs> The just, handle. No, what's the? I don't know. The trigger. <laughs> We're both looking at each other like frigging the air here. <laughs> <laughs> but he pressing it, and the drill was like swung in circles. Like it didn't go yeah, it like, like really it was doing fast. Like it looked pit. like yeah. yeah, it was insane. It was insane. It looked like yeah. Ronda Rousey trying to do a punch. It did. 
Yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, what's next? All right. Um, a lot of questions about the drill. When is Tony getting the drill back? Um, <laughs> be, um, Your patrons are pretty sound. They are very sound. They are. Um, let's see. More about food, but I feel like we've covered that. What, um, what's the most amount of food you've ever seen me sit, eat in a single setting? We both eat a lot. Yep. I've got a very big appetite. So like, I'm never that impressed with how much you eat because I reckon I can go toe-to-toe with you for most things when it comes to food. That's true. Yeah. That's and true. you constantly wait. So like the one thing I've realized during our whole relationship is that you constantly think I'm going to leave things and I never do. And you're constantly upset and annoyed about it. And like, if th- that means I'll always finish my food regardless now, because <laughs> it's got to that point where I'm like, I just need to, if, need we, to send if, a we're sitting, if we're at a restaurant and they put down like, you know, it's a starter and there's like five chicken wings, just have an anxiety attack. What's happening here? Right? What are we doing? What's the plan here? <laughs> Before anyone's even had anything or I'll have had my two and I'm just staring daggers at you yeah. while you're trying to no you inhale your, your food and then you stare at me like i've done something horrible to you <laughs> and then if i like finish all my food you eat all your food real quick and then you look at mine like i'm gonna leave some i'm never gonna leave some you're never gonna get food off me someday it will ever how about this one what is excuse me what is um what's your pet peeve about tony oh the diy is definitely one mm-hmm. <laughs> you can't like I hate this because it's so stereotypical and it's so like I imagine like a 60s fucking comic on like thing being like whoa 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 funny hat racist sure (laughs) saying this exact thing yeah um, funny hat apparently (laughs) but like when you were Tommy Cooper wasn't racist he wasn't no I'm joking sorry I I was like pulling lots of tropes there from a period um he was uh sexist though um I, that, was just, that, was the, that was just the time, Chuck. <laughs> yeah, well, still. Um, but like, you can't find things. And it fucking enrages me. Well, I'll have you know, I thought I came up with a great line when I was pretty high, but you, I thought, you know, I was like, why didn't you laugh at that? <laughs> Where I said, um, I said, someday, I, I, just before I asked you for something there last week, I said, you know what, someday, Terry, there's going to be an app that will be an excite an encyclopedia for all the things that are missing in your house within our lifetime. Mm-hmm. And eventually we will get to a point where I won't have to ask you where anything is. So this is not something that's going to go forever. So that is the level of laziness that mm-hmm. you have that you won't be like, I'm going to actually try just try find things. That's You're too- gonna wait until fucking metaverse <laughs> swoops into your life. Puts yeah. a chip into your brain and is like, don't worry, I don't need to work at this guy's <laughs> Like, I'm fine. I do. I, it's not. What am I going to do? Fucking train? Look at cards that flip over. There's a star no, there. There's a diamond no, there. This is my whole thing. It's like, it's not that difficult. You just need to look a second time. You just need to open up. And and by the way, when you open a drawer and there's like, you can't see it immediately. Just take one thing out. I would like, say this. Honestly, just take one thing out of it and look again. I would say of the last <laughs> five <could> things <laughs> that have been missing, I have been smashing finding your shit recently. I've been blowing the bloody doors off finding your shit recently. 
as opposed to you finding my shit. You've you you've you've taken on this kind of attitude of of a of a bored news agent where you're like, do you know where the thing is? You're like, no. That's the kind of vibe you've been giving me recently. I found your slippers there today. You didn't find found the edamame bag in the bin. You couldn't find it was stuck to the top of the lid. <laughs> you and you knew that. You didn't you tell me that. You couldn't find in the center of the room. The kitten, the kitten fucking teddy bear. Get off your high horse, you're insane. Just because you found my slippers once and I means found nothing. underneath there. Huh? Underneath the fruit bowl. <laughs> like, no, that, that's definitely a pet peeve. Those, I'd say, that's my thing, I think. Okay. I don't have any pet peeves about you because I just You think definitely do. You just never will say it because you're super passive aggressive and, and you'll a- be like, you're perfect. I'm so chill. I'm never annoyed about anything. <laughs> okay. I'll have you know. <laughs> Men. <laughs> I, do you know what my conversations are with other men is I'm just never angry at her. <laughs> I'm just never angry That's at her. That's because you don't. she's angry at me all the time. No, you see, this is the whole thing is because. You're never you, angry at me though. No, you don't get angry at me. You guys, get, like in fairness, and like I'm going to sweeping generalizations. So fucking, you know, three drinks in, who gives a shit? But like my whole issue is, and you know this, is that women have been raised to have to think about every single thing. And men have been raised to only think about things that the tele- people are telling them to think about. And that's a completely unfair division of labor. So like, of course, you don't have to be annoyed about things. You have somebody who's like constantly got a Rolodex of things that we're doing and like even that's that's an easy option I wish I had that I wish I had a project manager working right behind me being like have we done this have we done that have we done this that's a very boring genuine anthropological answer to this question and I don't I don't very much appreciate your woke shit here my only issue is don't use the I'm not annoyed at you thing because that's just so like I'm just so relaxed and I'm so chill and I hate that. I don't get annoyed at you, though. So that's where you'll get the genuine answers. I know, but I don't get annoyed at you. It's surprising because I am very annoying. <laughs> I know everyone can everyone can tell now. <laughs> Seeing the subs drop off, they all know the truth. Of course not. Um, let's see here. Terry, what do you do? So I had a question there to ask: Are you involved in the arts, like your artist? <laughs> Considering the fact you did go to NCAD and I did a business degree in IADT. Um, I am the artist, of course, of the family. But are you involved in the media? <laughs> what is it you do, or, or you know? I am. Well, I am involved in the arts. So I, um, I did NCID, and then I worked in small galleries, and then I went over to London, and I worked in a gallery, and then I moved back, and now I work with the National Museums of Ireland, which I adore. Um, so that's four museums: three in Dublin, one in Mayo. Um, archaeology, natural history, and um, decorative. Arts and military history, which is basically Collins Parks. Um, so I love it. Um, I'm commercial manager, which basically means I look after all revenue and I adore every part of my job. It's so exciting. We do lots of different areas. It's events, retail, catering, cafe, development, funding. Um, but I just adore the spaces. I adore the collections. We actually have these incredible collections um, from all over the world. And there's these incredible stories because the national museum has been around for so long um so the kind of idiosyncrasies say that word idiosyncrasies there you go terry can't say ben affleck as well so (laughs) idiosyncrasies is never gonna fucking happen (laughs) but like it's only when you're kind of in there like i i would hope that as a part of my role like over the next while we'll get a chance to actually tell those stories like Mm. the first time i did kind of did a tour of the national museum with the curators who were incredibly charismatic and they're like going into a room and there's like the spanish armada and they're trying to like break sea cement off the wheel that um the 
steering wheel of mm-hmm. the ship that's not the right word um in the conservation lab and you've got somebody like covered in like a hazmat suit in this big vat of liquid trying to do it and you realize it's a super physical thing um and like the same with all the curators like they are very physical with the specimens they know everything about them and every single one of the different story i just think it's a magical place magical and i think it's incredible that we have that as a national institution for free well, it's not for free. It's taxpayers. But I think like a lot of people have very negative feelings about civil servants. But I will say working in the museum that these people work so hard and mm-hmm. such long hours and they could be lecturing all over the world. And instead they're in Ireland being civil servants, which means they're treated well, but they really care about what they're doing. Like it's very much a vocation for most people. And it's just been incredible working there. I love mm-hmm. it. Love it. People might actually know you as well because I've shared some of your your side hustle. I do. I have a side hustle. So um, I have a brand, a jewelry brand called Inye Jewelry, and it is pre-loved jewelry. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've always worked in jewelry. So even like when I was younger, I kind of worked in different places and we worked at different like jewelers and artist jeweler, um, Irish jewelers. And I love sourcing jewelry. Um, I love talking to people about it. Um, I love finding kind of really unique pieces. And I've actually really enjoyed recently doing like engagement rings and stuff. Um, just kind of matching them to people. So I'm really enjoying that. And you very kindly have shared it, which is, and you're actually a lot of your followers have bought off me and they're super, super sound. We've had unreal chats. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm really enjoying that. I love it. Why, why did you get it? Why did you get into that? Why did you get into selling jewelry? Why, why the specific um, pre-loved model? So I don't, I don't know. Like I'd worked, so I worked in contemporary art um, which I fundamentally believe in. Um, but I found there's something about jewelry. So I really believe in this idea of like people like creating heirlooms or like having something they can keep that will last, that they can like give on to people. And a lot of the artists I really enjoy are people who like create that kind of story. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think like for me, jewelry is this piece of art that you can hold on to and that you can pass on and we only deal in kind of like nine carat 14 carat like basically real gold and the reason is as like you even see it in the museum like you can take that gold you can melt it down you make it into something else it is a something that can keep being recycled it's something that like inherits like importance and gravitas and stories and you can pass it on and pass it Mm -hmm. on and pass it on and it doesn't take extra resources um so i feel like it's ethical mm-hmm. um now don't get me wrong i completely support like designers and jewelers making their own stuff i like i think that's really necessary i think that we need that um but i also do want to kind of offer jewelry like a lot of people go into other stories they spend 40 year out a pair of earrings and they're fab but they're gonna last two years mm-hmm. and the idea is come to me you might spend 150 but it'll last forever mm-hmm. that's great i love you <laughs> i don't know now i've had like four drinks <laughs> yeah you poured my pint into your glass there I while did. you were talking while we were talking and i want more all right all right look well let's have maybe one more question here no i didn't mean more questions i want more of your pint no i know and then we can have a then we can have a drink and watch some uh, and watch hawkeye episode four um let's see I mean, this question is like, how do you keep Tony's head from exploding? A few people are asking stuff like that. Um, Rory Allen asks, how do you deal with Tony being a massive world-renowned uh, superstar locally? Um, I don't know. Like, I don't think, I think you are quite humble. I hate saying that because like, there's obviously like Jordan, <laughs> I feel like Jordan, we listen to me like, he's not. Mm-hmm. But like, um, 
I think that you're like, you still look at yourself as that like spo- spoiled child who kind of like wants all the attention on you, mm-hmm. child of divorce. Um, but I actually think you just see it for what it is, which you've got to do your dream job and you love it. So that is a good position to come from. It is a good position to come from. It is. And thank God um, I was already tethered to you for the whole for the whole time. Of course, because obviously you're my my darling wife, but also because um, I, you've kept me fairly, uh, you, you do keep me fairly grounded and don't let me. It just sounds get like I'm being really away. fucking mean to you. No, um, no, it's not. You just, I mean, it's just. Uh, I don't know. I think. Um, I think I would believe. I think I could easily have found myself in a situation where I believed. I remember you you, 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 no, you, you said to me something where, um, I think it was more about the work that you want to do. And it was, you sent me a video that David Bowie had done about how you don't want to play to the, play to the choir or whatever it is. You don't want to just give people what you think they want, you know? And you sent, you gave, sent me that after the, like the, the Maz Mate video. And you said that you kind of just need to, with you very little experience in managing comedy or, or anyone in comedy, recommended that I just do the things that I wanted to do uh, rather than just trying to do plume two or three or four or anything like that. And um, and I think that without that and without all the advice that you've given me across our um, 10, 15, 20 years <laughs> we've been together. Um, 65 years. 65 years we've been together. Um no, it's been, it's been, it's been very, it's been very essential. It's been very, I think I would have, I think I would have veered out of comedy and I would have been the child of divorce looking at attention and I would have taken some sort of fucking stance or some sort of, not necessarily like just, I think I would have like believed a hype and just veered completely away from comedy, you know. I think you're being really hard on yourself. I like, I, I like, I have seen, the only reason I said that was because I have worked with artists where they've had a particularly successful series and they've kept replicating that series. And then inevitably they hit like a barrier because they stopped making new work and they stopped being exciting and interesting and people aren't interested in what they're doing because they're just replicating, right? So like that's where that came from. But I will say, I think you're actually being really hard on yourself because you've had so many different opportunities in your career to just do the one thing. And you've like, like whether it's like, this is the thing about you, like you can do podcasts, you can do comedy, you can write and you can, you can do all of it and you are doing all of it. Mm. So you have so many strings to your bow and it's developing your comedic voice the whole way through. And if you keep doing that, you're always going to be interesting and you're always going to be interesting to yourself, which let's be honest, that's all you fucking need to do. It's true. It's all that really matters. It's all that really matters. Like you don't want to, and like people can sense that, like they can sense that somebody's interested in what they're doing and they love doing what they're doing and they're, they're pushing themselves in different directions and they're not just still. I still think I might've been like topless on on top of a car screaming, (laughs) I'm a golden God. But, um, (laughs) I I don't believe it. Terry, thanks very much for coming on my podcast. I hope, I really hope I did. Okay. And I hope, I hope your fans like me because I'm scared. You should be scared. Yeah, I am. I'm nervous, but I hope it went okay. You're great. You're so effervescent and lovely. I love you. I love you too. All right, bye. Bye Bye-bye. Oh, my God. All right, guys. Hey, here comes the Charleville truck with the cheese coming in. Ah, no. It's lovely to chat to my wife and to integrate it into my world. Anyway, um, I'm going on tour. 
guess what? I'm going on tour. Pony 2022 is coming to a town near you. On February 25th, I will be in the Town Hall in Westport. In Feb- on February 26th, I'll be in the Black Box Theatre in Galway. On March 24th, the 25th and 26th now, I'll be in Vicker Street. 25th and 26th are sold out for the 24th, which is a Thursday, still a great night to go out. It's just been put on sale there uh, by Aiken on Ticketmaster, so do check that out. On April 22nd, I'll be in the Spirit Store in Dundalk. On April 24th, I'll be in um, Set Theatre in Kilkenny. April 28th, I'll be in the Whale Theatre in Greystones. And May 1st, it's not on sale yet, but hopefully by the time this comes out, we'll be on sale May 1st in the Everyman Theatre in Cork. Uh, Hopefully be performing in uh, London as well as up north, um, but that's still TBC. Um, But those are the dates as for now. If you want to go to linktr.ee slash Tony Horror, um, you can buy all the tickets there. There's links uh, or just go to me Instagram and link in the bio there. Thank you very much. I want to thank the Dubliner, of course, for sponsoring this pod. I want to thank my wife for coming on board. I want to thank you, my Medici's, for uh, supporting me on this art. And of course, my new designers uh, of the the artwork, uh, Shane Kenna for the design and Kevin Goss Ross for some fabulous photos of me and Little Horse Called Noah. Thank you very much and um, yeah, look great. Thanks, bye.